Today, I want to talk about how mortgage brokers can make more money by doing pretty much the same work. It's a very simple framework and process that I pretty much guarantee you most of your competitors are not doing this. They're not working within this framework. It's very, very easy. It's simple. It's effective. And it will make you more money if you follow it through to the end. We're going to be covering that in this episode of the show. Let's dive into it. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland, the show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's dive straight into it. So welcome back to the episode, another episode. And as I said in the intro to this, we're going to be looking at how to make more money as a mortgage broker. Might sound, you know, too good to be true. Don't worry, it, it isn't. It's a very simple thing and a simple framework that I myself follow when I when I got into this industry, when I got into targeting and, and helping mortgage brokers with their marketing and mortgage advisors and loan officers and things like that. I was able to follow this very similar framework. I want to share it with you because I've seen mortgage brokers do really well with this strategy, and I've seen them massively stand out above their competition very easily. So how do you do it? Well, you focus on four simple steps. You need to gain clarity on these four simple steps, and these simple steps will help you make more money. So what are the first things? Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to, all of this is to do with target markets and niches. That's the first thing to remember. It's all about identifying and understanding who your ideal client is. Now, I know you probably want to stop me and say, Ash, I am fed up. I am absolutely fed up with hearing the word niche and target markets and all that stuff. And I get you. I understand. I respect that. But you're going to have to just get over it <laughs> because target markets and understanding niches is very important. Very important for all of this stuff. Now, the first thing to look at is we need to identify our niche. So once we've identified the niche, let's just say you picked NHS, let's say you've picked, um, I don't know, like lawyers, doctors, whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter what the niche is. You want to run that niche through this four-step framework. These four steps are the things that you need to run this niche through in order to work out whether it's going to make you any money. So the first thing to look at is pain. Okay. So the pain that that niche group has, that, that a target market has. So this is very important to understand with it is pain is that people will buy from you if they need to. You don't want to get into a market where people buy from you because they want to. I know that sounds really counterintuitive. We we do want people to buy from you because they want to choose you, but the need has to be there. It's not a want. It's got to be a need, especially when it comes to mortgages and, and insurance and, and wealth and investment. People don't want those things. They, you know, pensions and stuff, they have to have them. They don't want them. So the pain has to be large enough. The pain itself has to be large enough that people are willing to buy it, to part with their money, to do that. This, by the way, is the crucial thing. If you are targeting an audience or, or somebody who doesn't have that pain point in the same way, it's, it's you know, like that's why first time buyers, by the way, is not a good niche a lot of the time is because the pain's not there in the same way. 
Sounds a bit silly, but first-time buyers, think about it. With first-time buyers, the pain that they have is most of the time, a lot of the time, if they're younger, oh, I'm living at home with mum and dad. It's fine. We're saving good money. We're living nice. Well, especially with cost of living crisis, it's like, okay, well, we'll just wait it out. The pain isn't there. So that means that to try and motivate them to move through to actually work with you, very difficult. Whereas the pain for somebody who's maybe a family man, very busy, or a family woman, they're very busy, their interest rate's about to flip onto standard variable, they, you know, they, they are going to be, there's a lot more pain there. They've got to get in that house. They've got to, they've, someone, the great one with this is a pain is when someone is um, living in a two bed and they now got a couple of kids and they need to get it. You know, they've got a kid and there's got another one on the way. That pain of like, it's not a, it's not a, I want to move house. And as my boss would say when I was an estate agent, um, you know, it's not like a vanity move. It's a, like a necessity move. So the pain point has to be very, very high. First thing, that's the first one to look at your niche is their pain high. If their pain is high, you're on to a winner. That's one tick. The next one you want to look at is purchase power. So the purchase power of your audience and of your ideal client for your mortgages. Now, what do we mean by purchase power? What do I mean by purchase power? Well, when I'm talking about purchase power, what I'm actually talking about here is do they actually have the money to pay you? Well, that's it. <laughs> like, And that's true. Now, what do I mean? But purchase power for, for brokers is a very different one though as well. So it's do they have the money to pay you, but do they have the money to buy the type of houses that you want? Because let's not kid ourselves, the bigger the audience, the, the, the bigger the purchase power of your ideal client, the larger the mortgage is going to be, which means the bigger the proc fees, the, the larger the insurance, the bigger the commissions. That means that you're going to be playing in a space where they might be looking for buy-to-let and rentals later on. They might be So the, the larger the purchase power, the more money you'll make. Now, I know that sounds very um, obvious when I say it, but you will be shocked how many people don't do that. They can't figure that out. They don't seem to figure out that if you're working, it's the same amount of work to do a five hundred thousand pound mortgage than it is to do a, you know, to do to do a hundred thousand. It's the same amount of work, but you're making drastically more money. It's the same amount of work to do a mortgage for free on no fees, which don't even get me started on that. But no fees versus charging someone 495 or charging someone fees for that in the you know in the UK if you're doing that there's a very big difference so you've got to go to an audience who has purchase power by the way you're probably going to start realizing when it comes to purchase power first time buyers probably don't have purchase power i'm not slagging off personal uh, first time buyers by the way that was my niche when i was a broker how the tables have turned in regards to the way i am now and what i know now but i would never have done it if I'd known it, because their purchase power isn't as high. They might not have that budget. Not always. There are people who do, but the, the majority, remember with this, because this is the issue with stuff like this, is that when I talk about this stuff, I get brokers messaging me in DMs on Instagram and on Facebook, and they'll say, Ash, I had this client. Cool. You're talking about an exception, not the rule. What we're looking at here is a law of averages of going, the average person in that situation, what's their, their income? So picking maybe an industry where people earn a lot of money, does well. By the way, it's the reason why I work in the financial services as a consultant as, as instead of working in in the fitness industry, which I, I did for a bit as well. I worked with a lot of personal trainers and gym owners. They don't have the purchase power you guys have. 
So it doesn't make sense for me. And it's exactly the same for you. The purchase power, this is the biggest thing that's going to that's gonna increase your income. They have the money. You can then get them to pay you. Very, very important. The next one you have is this thing, which is easy to target. So they've got to be easy to target. And this, this, if I'm very honest with you, is probably one of the hardest ones that people get their head around is easy to target means you should know how to get hold of them very quick. Again, this is a problem I get where I've been in rooms and spoke with people they've said, I'm going to work with lawyers. And I say, cool, how are you going to reach them? Um, I don't really know. I don't know any lawyers. I don't, they're not easy to target then. So you're, you've got to be able to reach them fast and, and, and only them. If they, if you can't target them very easily, then honestly, it's not worth wasting your time. Now, the problem with the, the thing with this, with easy to target is your easy to target will very much depend on where you've been originally. For example, with me in this space, I target brokers, mortgage brokers very easily because I was a broker and I was an estate agent and my sister was a broker and my, my sister's boyfriend was a broker and my dad was in the industry and I know a lot of brokers. So it's a lot, it's a lot easier for me to target that. Now, bear that in mind, I actually know a lot of um, people in the content creation space, other consultants in this space who often say to me, Gosh, you're very lucky to be able to be to you know to have such an like a good niche that has a strong purchase power. By the way, uh, that, that they would kill to be in this niche. The truth is, I was just lucky enough that that was the industry I was in. That's exactly the same with you. Don't target an audience that you think they do have that purchase power. Yes, that's right. But if you have no inroad into them, you're going to be spending years trying to get to them if you don't have anybody. So find somebody that find one that's easy to target and that you can actually speak to and find. Once you've done that, very, 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 very positive. And the final part of this one is growing. Is that industry actually growing? Is that or, or like space growing? For example, if you're going to do mortgages for somebody and you want or insurance, whatever, and you're doing it in an industry, let's say something like um, specializing in, I'm thinking like newspaper, like print, you know, like that type of stuff. And you're thinking that's not, that's a, that's a declining industry. The problem when it's a declining industry is that no matter how hard you work, people are going to be disappearing. Like no matter how hard you work, we had this again, first time buyers during the pandemic, that, that niche, that industry was decreasing. And no matter how much you did, the more and more the, the lenders got rid of you're 95% borrowing and 90% borrowing, the more it decreased. You could work your absolute ass off and it still would not have worked. Whereas what you want to do is find an industry that's growing. And if it's growing, that means that year on year, you're naturally going to get more people coming to you naturally already. You're going to absolutely get more people coming to you because the industry itself is growing. The industry itself is moving up. And that is very important. Now, if you have all four of these, if you get all four of these, if you're finding somebody that's got pain, that they need to buy from you, that they have a purchasing power to be able to pay you a good amount of money, that they are easy to target, and that they that you can find them very easily online, through forums, on in networking meetings, whatever, and that that industry is growing, 
you will make a lot of money. You will make a lot of money because you can, all of these things are targetable on marketing and they're easy to, for you to discuss because you can talk about their pain points and you can relate to them in their, in, in their situation, all of this stuff. But if you're not, you might have to, and what I'd recommend with this is have a look at your own business, have a look at your own target market, have a look at whatever you're doing. Are you going through those things? Are you focusing on this? The, 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 do you look and go, do they have a pain? Do they have an, do they, you know, do they, um, you know, do they have purchasing power? Do they, are they easy to target? Is there, is their industry and, and their situation growing? And if it is tick, tick, tick. And if it isn't go and look for a new one. Sounds really silly, but it will make you more money in the long run absolutely so overlooked. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and I'll see you in the next one. Okay. Bye. You've been listening to the mortgage marketing podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 